Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Music of Life Church podcast. We are going to discuss the church attendance episode. If you haven't heard it, please give it a listen. We're going to break down the episode so that you can help people who've been hurt by this topic. I'm Pastor Jonathan, and as always, I'm here with Pastor Joel. Hello. Yeah. How was that? That was good. I think I, I think this having to do this episode really revealed to me kind of the the stray or how we've strayed off the path of what church really is mm. as a culture because church attendance in and of itself seems like an oxymoron like what do you mean church attendance it, it implies church as a place and not a people yeah that's awesome i think it's interesting that we're doing yeah we're do, we're doing a podcast for people who've been hurt by church, about church attendance. And I think that that, right off the bat, that distinction is really huge. You know, it's a people, not a place. Right. And I like how you talked about the conflict being attendance is the measure for success. Right. Tithes, money, and attendance equals success. Yep. We've, 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 Heard the term nickels and noses. Nickels and noses. What do you count when you're when you're in church? You count nickels yeah. and you count noses. Especially if you're the guy who's getting paid to work at the church. Right. And so I understand how they can feel overwhelmed at times, but feeling overwhelmed is not a rationalization or a good excuse to to have flawed measures for success. Right. Because where this where this gets into damage is is unfortunately we see all too often that overwhelmed feeling or those measures of success that are based in these quantitative, tangible things be put onto the people. So who are the people who have to bear the pain of my measure for success? The people. Come to church and give. Mm. Or you're not holy. Right. Mm. Ouch. So that's the and and that's the first thing to do to help someone, you know, who's been hurt by this topic, who's who's feels really guilty about not going to church or who's been hammered on, you know, like because a lot of us who grew up in the church, if you didn't go to church, you you were guilted into it. Yep. And so therefore, if I don't go to church, I feel guilty. And one of the first things to do is to differentiate when you're sitting down with someone is what do you mean by church? Yeah. Oh, I really want to try to go to church. I really want to be more involved with church. I really want, like, what does that mean to you? Is that the people or is that coming to a building where it, it is actually, you know, oftentimes they just want you there. They guilt you so that they get your money. Yeah. Church leaders will do that or, you know, religious authorities will do that. It's happened enough where we've had a, enough experience with people who've dealt with that where we thought this would be a really good episode to cover for yeah. church damage. Yep. That's good. And that's why I really like that defense strategy. Oh, and then you had that great perspective about, um, we you used to go to church three times a week. Yeah. So it's like, wait, why is it every Sunday? Why is it okay that it's just once a week now? When did it when did it change? Wait, so was <laughs> I going to church four hours a week too much? Yeah. Back in the day? <laughs> do, do I get extra points? <laughs> right. So can I not go to church until my like tallies even down? Yeah, where's my punch card? Right. My church punch right. card. <laughs> yeah, I put in overtime for years. Yeah. 
okay, and then I want to camp in this loose perspective. Oh, this one's fun. God is everywhere, so I can have church wherever I want. Yeah. I go, you go into the woods, you have church, because, man, I've heard that so many times. Yep. Especially where we're at in Wisconsin. People will say their most, you know, impactful times with God, and they say are in church, are hanging out in the woods. Yep. I'd People could say, you know, I was out in the wilderness. Jesus was out in the wilderness. Yep, yep. Well, let's understand the, the times where when Jesus is walking around the earth, who is filled with the Spirit to help edify him? Yeah. Who was around to help him out and to help, you know, him grow in spiritual maturity? Right. No one. Yeah. And that's also, we've we've kind of touched on this in another episode too. I need to be careful who I'm comparing myself to in the scriptures. Seriously. Especially I start comparing myself to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus was in the wilderness. All right. So as long as you have the same thought process and beliefs and relationship with the Father, then sure, go into the wilderness like and that, Jesus did. Exactly. And that's the implication. The implication is, is that there is no one to help me with my thought process. There's no one to build me up except for God the Father himself. Now, I don't doubt that there are people that have stepped out of church because their church just did a number on their thought process. Right. Just tore it down. And it does take some courage to step out of church if you're a part of a church that is abusive. You know, if someone's involved with an abusive church, stepping out, that's why we have refuge. Refuge is a place where the abuse stops. We want to be a church that does that. But that is not where it stops. It shouldn't stop there for people who step out of church or, you know, are in a place of refuge who need to experience God away from people who've just been taking them down and down and down and down and just guilting them and guilting them and guilting them. Right. They do need a break from that, hopefully to come back. Yeah, and that's and that's why we we do those are the category of people we feel bad for. Yeah. Because their experience in church has been so bad yeah. that they've connected church as a place and a people that have negatively impacted their lives right so now they're they feel they may even feel good about not going to church right it's like because their church experience is that bad those are the people we feel bad for that really sucks this something that i thought was really cool you know when when pastor dick called is he said it was your perspective it was yeah. pastor joel's perspective he agreed with pastor joel's perspective one of the things that i think is important to realize is that when people are hurt, oftentimes what they're going to do, it's either they're hurt or they're insecure. They're going to tell you what someone else believes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what Pastor Tater, you know, in taking a step back, he ought to have asked, Pastor Joel, is that what you believe? Or are you presenting a perspective of someone else? Right. That's how a lot of people get hurt is that they either they 
get hurt by presenting someone else's perspective and someone thinks that, the, that, that it's theirs and then they just jump down their throat or they never state their own perspective. Right. So that's why it's like when we do these episodes, we are sharing the last thing that we believe is what the ultimate answer is what we are striving for. Right. We're striving to live that ultimate answer. And and we are we're pretty careful about everything before we get to that and how we're communicating these different belief systems. We're tr- we're really careful in in how we're saying those things. That's why I was kind of alarmed by Pastor Dick. Be like, wait a minute. Did I say something in there that I believed? Mm. Or did he attribute it to me where it's like, wait a minute, I'm just talking about this strict perspective that a lot of people do hold. And that was a tribute because I agreed with one verse that the strict side uses to support their belief. Right. I was then attributed to also believe the same thing. Right. So Pastor Dick's like, I can't believe that me and Joel agree on something. And I'm sitting here thinking, I'm not sure we do. <laughs> that's right. And that's why it's like when we, when we present that ultimate answer to people, sometimes it takes a few times to explain it. Yeah. Sometimes they're going to come back and say, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? If it's the ultimate answer, it covers every context. It sure does. But that's where it's tricky, and that's why that ultimate answer is God's answer. Yeah. And that's it. There's just there's just no way around it, and it covers everything. But people on both sides, you know, think that you are the other side. Yep. Or if you present their side, you're like, okay, good. Oh, I'm so, I, I can relax now because you agree with my side. Yeah. Like Pastor Dick was doing. And I, I get this feeling he didn't like the second half of that episode. I mean, he did say that he was on the line. Yeah, so. he was going to keep listening. Yeah, so I appreciate that. Um. Oh, man. And then you said this. there's good reasons to go to church and bad reasons to go to church. And I, I love that and I appreciate that. Um, Just as being a pastor, there are... I do not want people to alleviate their guilt and come to church. It's right. going to hurt them. Yeah, that's that. That's a good example of bad reason to go to church. I think. I mean, another one that's easy is I'm, I'm going to go to church, to intentionally look for ways that everybody here is wrong. Yeah, I'm going to not do anything to try to learn anything myself or to be built up myself or to love these people, yeah. but just to find ways where I can tear them down. Yeah. I'm going to go into church and I'm going to just listen to this pastor. And just find every hole in everything he says. I'm going to listen to the worship music and I'm going to complain about how the music's garbage. Yep. Is that a good reason to go to church? Mm. These pastors who are counting nickels and noses want that guy in their church? Man, brutal. Which is, these are the, these are the low self-esteem yeah. people. So there's good and bad reasons, but like you, like you always share with us, it's about the why. It's like let's let's start digging down in the reasons why. And so what you just presented there is the low self-esteem perspective. Right. These people are only um, you know, feeling good because of some short-term benefit that they feel at the expense of the other people, right? Perfect. Exactly. And and I want to make clear we feel 
bad for those people. We do. They're missing out on what we know church can be. Right. And this mentality, this low self-esteem, feel good at the expense of other people is just, it's unhealthy. Right. Church is supposed to be a place that builds, edifies people up. And so if that, that person, you know, ought to be coming to be edified or to edify. So that, so that brings in the, the mid self-esteem perspective. You know, people are going to church because they are looking to get something that's going to help them. Right. And that's where I I love how this mid self-esteem is always this, it is contextual, right? It, It doesn't always work in every situation. Like, would it be good if every person all the time went to church so they could be edified? No, because then no one would be doing the edifying. Right. But you made this great point about how I can't edify or lead someone else until I first help myself. Yep. And Jesus talked about that in Matthew chapter 7. You can't take the beam out of yes. your friend's eye and take you, until you take the log out of your own. Or, yes. or the speck out of your friend until yes. you take the log out of your own. That's this principle of I need to learn how to help myself and bear my own burden before I can help or bear the burdens of others. And that's really this mid-self-esteem, middle of the road, I go to church. And we did give this conjunctive. The limitation would be humbly. Mm. I go to church humbly. I go to church and I ask for help. Nice. Because what's the measure, the true measure that I'm actually at the mid-self-esteem, that I go to church to be edified, is I ask for help. Nice. If I go to church and I think I'm doing it to get help, but I never have asked for help, I'm probably in the low self-esteem and I'm deceived. And what is amazing about that is that when when I get the help that I need or someone gets the help that they need and they are now, you know, like think of it as food. Think of it as as eating something. So I am coming to church and I'm starving. And I finally and someone is just gracious and grateful enough to give me something to eat and I eat. I am full. I am ready to go. I'm ready to move. For me to not help other people at that point no longer helps me. Right. And and what's going to help me is if I help other people at that point. So that's why it yeah. can still be I I want to help. I want to be helped. But what's what's going to help me to be at this church is yep. to continue to you know feed myself gluttonously? No, no. it's what's going to help me is actually to help you now. Right. And and now we're we're towing the line of the tithing episode cuz what what ends up happening if I cross the line of I'm I'm at this point where I'm taking more than I'm giving, I'm going to start going into the hole. Perfect. And, and ultimately this, this become now I'm healthy enough. I've been fed enough where I'm healthy. The best thing for me is to look to help other people. Yep. And that's really what it, what it brings, why the ultimate answer is to go to church in order to serve others is mm-hmm. let's break this down again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's no context where this doesn't work. If every person who ever went to church always try to use as many absolute (laughs) words as Mm -hmm, I can here. mm -hmm. Every person always, every time they went to church, 
went to church because they were looking to serve other people and were equipped to do so, it would always be a benefit. Nice. Because everyone would be helping, everyone would be loving, right? This ultimate answer is always guided by love. And everyone would be receiving, everyone would be being loved by the people that they're loving. So no one has this mentality of, everybody's thinking, how can I give? And no one's having to think, how am I ever going to receive? Because everyone's giving to everyone. So everyone's also, as an effect, receiving. So that's why us, the body of Christ, we are called, all of us as believers together, are the church. Right. Because what you talked about is, Always, all the time, every time. I know what time that's going to be. It's going to be in eternity. Right. And there's not going to be a need for a temple. Right. Because we will be the temple. Yeah, yeah. All of us together, it will just be one gigantic church. Not a, quote, service of, you know, music, sermon, blah, 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 like that. We will be loving and being loved constantly as God flows through us to each other. Yeah, so hopefully everything we're saying in these ultimate answer, if we would take that answer, pick it up, and put it into the new Jerusalem for eternity, it should fit. Boom, I love that. That's how you know you got the ultimate answer. Absolutely. Are we going to be doing that yeah. over there? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And if the answer is yes, and it's like, okay, we're okay. on to something. Yeah. Why not do it now? Why not do it now? That's what Paul says, right? Yep. He's he like, teaches us that in Ephesians. You have everything you need to do everything we will do in the kingdom forever right now. That's what church is supposed to be. That's church, yeah. Well, thank you, Pastor Joel. And thank you, everyone who's listening. This has been the Music of Life Church podcast. If you have any questions or comments or you'd like to hear a certain topic, please let us know. We'll see you next time.